Welcome, everybody, to a Three Geeks special broadcast. We're live on Saturday because the geek world exploded and so many things got released. And I just saw Mario Brothers in the theater. And I, I will kind of spoil Max's opinion. He loved it a lot. He, nobody in that theater, though, loved it as much as I did. I literally <laughs> laughed from the beginning to the There's so much in this movie, Easter eggs. This movie is a full service job. Like they are servicing anybody who was born in the 80s and played the original Mario Brothers because there's so much going on in this movie. And I I'm not gonna get too much into it. You guys can go check out my short, but man, I have a delightful time. And I'm sorry to anybody that's complaining about the plot of the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's the plot of the games. Okay, everybody calm down. If you expected it to be anything different than the plot of the video games, then um, you've seen video game movies in the past. But no, this one actually sticks to the subject material very closely. Like, it's it's the game. Like, I don't understand people not, like, at least I don't understand people complaining about the plot. Like, I understand if you have other issues with the movie, but... It's a Mario movie. Like the plot is a Mario movie. Like I, I don't get it. And one of the things that I was really like, just so in love with. And Max and I have a different opinion about this, but I loved Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong so much. I thought the laugh and everything fit, and um, I, I had a really delightful time watching this movie. Illumination movie delightful. Get me. So to be honest, you know, I like the Despicable Me's. I like the Secret Life of Pets, and I like Boss Baby and all that stuff. But wow i just had such a good time i was so happy like i laughed a lot and i was pointing with max we were pointing like there's a sequence in the middle of the movie where they use something that was in the super mario version of that game i want to get into details so i'm not going to say exactly what it was but we both looked at each other because we used that quote unquote cheat when we had played that game as well and man i dude delightful time i just had a blast I'm just, I've never heard the word delightful more in my I life, know. I think. <laughs> it's like broke out the thesaurus for this one. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun, Jason. Yeah. Oh, dude, great. Jack cool. Black as Bowser, though, is nothing to be slept on. He is great as Bowser. That is, that is, that was my, the part I liked about the movie overall when I saw it. Yeah. I like yeah, Charlie Day's Luigi. Again, Max and I differ on how Luigi's treated in this movie, but, um, I when I played Mario Brothers, I always thought Luigi was like the uh, lesser brother. Like I thought that's what he was supposed to be, and he kind of is in this. So I really like that angle. But um, Justin, I can't wait for you to see this because I want to talk to you about it. Oh, I'm excited! This so much. I mean, you can tell by the look on my face. Like I, uh, I happy. transported back to '80s Jason. Like the, the movie starts, and you're like, oh, that. I'm like, I, I'm just watching the background of this movie, getting excited. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> So much. I can't wait to see it again. Fans I'm very happy you're happy. That's great. Mm -hmm. Happy you're happy. <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, I, 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 everybody in the theater seemed to enjoy it, but I definitely enjoyed it the most. There was not a moment where I wasn't laughing. Sweet. I'm excited <laughs> to see it. Now, does, Dude. is Luigi's Mansion referenced at all? Because I will lose my stuff if that's It's referenced. all referenced, Justin. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, all just, just it's all fan service. That's one of the things they were talking about. If you know, if this is successful, which it is at this point, is like yeah. they were going to do like a spinoff, like Luigi's Mansion, or Charlie Day wants that to happen. They want Donkey Kong Country to happen. Oh, they want to do sure. their own like Nintendo Cinematic universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. So, but there are there are nods to it certainly um, i heard a podcaster say this and i am going to agree after seeing that movie that i think mario could be the biggest movie of this year it could be the biggest surprise i feel like no, i think it's gonna have the biggest box office because the kids you don't think dune part two is gonna just obliterate the box office because i do well, yeah. no one's gonna be. No one's taking their four-year-old to go see yeah. Dune Part Two. Dude, you got parents taking their kids yeah. to see Super Mario Brothers because yeah, the yeah. parents can have fun watching it too. Because there's a lot of '80s references, so that's fair. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't think about the child Dune will be very yeah. successful, but it just won't attract that kids. You know how kids are. Can we go to the movies, mom? Please, sure. mom. Please, please, please. I do not have a child, so I do not reference yeah, it at all. But and that, I, I think that was I'll my best thing. You. 
that was my big thing with the Mario movie. It's like there, there's some cute stuff in it, certainly. Um, it's clearly not my demographic. It's not for me because, first of all, I don't have kids. Second of all, I'm not a, really a Mario fan at all. Like, I play the games, and that's fine. But that's where my enjoyment for Mario kind of starts and stops is that game. Sure. So I can't I can't really get into it as a narrative or a character. I didn't have any problem with the plot. I mean, it's, it's a simple plot. But, right. I mean... Right. That's what Mario is, is a simple plot. So I'm not complaining about that at all. It's pretty to look at. It's colorful. It it definitely is. Yeah. The Rainbow Bridge thing is definitely the highlight, I feel, of the whole thing. So Yeah, because that's referenced in the trailer. I was pretty excited about that, too. I don't know why cool we're looking at Jason's chest. <laughs> it's like, it threw me off. I'm getting ready for the next thing I'm pulling up on the screen. So Disney Celebration <laughs> happened. And uh, or Star Wars celebration, I'm sorry. Uh -huh. And they dropped this as their first teaser going into the con. Same thing, I, Disney Star Wars. Something's oh. coming. I am excited to see this. I don't have Something's much, dark. I haven't seen much of the animated stuff. So I don't know a lot about Ahsoka, but what I've seen in the live action, I'm, I'm in. And then there's a certain character that shows up in this that I was like, ooh. She is such a. This is I guess polarizing character in Star Wars that this is either going to be really really good or people are going to light it on fire. You know what I mean? Uh, with Rebels, she became a lot more loved. I think Max is in the smaller camp now. But yes, there was a time where she was very polarized. But with Rebels, it helped build on that sure. character a little bit. And there's Rebels all over this. This is like a live action Rebel. Well, then they'll do great. Things have changed. Now I know those are characters from. Are those the actual actors who voiced them? That'd be cool. That'd be a cool um, callback. He is. Thrawn, which is what made me excited. He's heir to the Empire. I like that they got the guy that did the voice to play Thrawn. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. Star Wars is trying to get that uh, burly bears guy type of. A thousand percent. Perhaps it is time to begin again. Yeah, I really like seeing Thrawn. I got excited when I saw Thrawn. I saw that short you posted. You were very excited about Thrawn. <laughs> you what? Were, you were... <laughs> That's no secret. I'm a fan of this stuff. That gets me, pulls me in. Um, I'm curious. I don't know a lot about these characters in this trailer, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, it is a live-action Rebels, and I know Rebels, a lot of people tend to like more than Clone Wars, from what I've gathered. I, I don't really have an opinion, but I'm excited to just I've never I've never watched Rebels. I, I recognize the characters from stuff in my feed every once in a while. And of course Ahsoka because Max has his whole well, yeah, his whole hate thing for it. Yeah, he definitely has an issue with it. Yeah. Disney announced three new movies. Um I don't have them in front of me. But um, it looks like one that Kathleen Kennedy is taking a backseat and Dave Filoni and John Favreau are running this universe now. But the one of the movies is called, I think, The First Jedi, where it takes place like so many years before to the birth of the first Jedi. And then one of the other ones, I don't like I said, I don't have them in front of me, so I don't remember what the second one was. But the last one is a continuation of the episodic films. Uh, I don't think it's going to be episode 10, but it's going to be more of Rey creating the Jedi academy and temple and so forth which that's exciting I, give daisy ridley a good filmmaker and let's get a good star wars movie with daisy ridley like i'm down and i hope they redeem finn but going back to the the first jedi they got uh mangold doing it who i really dug um logan and a lot of the stuff he's done and um hopefully i'm gonna dig this new indiana jones so if, i mean if they're using him again then they've got faith in this indiana jones movie that, yeah, that would be cool for sure. Yeah, uh, I kind of, I don't know. Not no offense to Daisy Ridley, but I would like a Star Wars film like two hundred years past her life. You know what I mean? Like reference her in lore, but like give me a new story entirely. Like yep. one where the Skywalker bloodline is dead. Like I don't like. You know what I mean? She's, she's not in the bloodline, but one, 
The thing that annoyed me about hearing about that movie, I'm glad. I, I think Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, hopefully, hopefully they can get John Boyega back and redeem that character a little bit. I want to see them in a really good Star Wars movie. But the thing that annoyed me about it more than anything in the world is 15 years after episode nine, which means that's 15 years that they're going to fill and cram with so many shows. <laughs> that's true. So that's many. Very, very true. That's probably the whole point of it, right? They're trying to build that universe in the 15 years. That makes a lot of sense to me, at least. But I like the idea of going back to the first jet. I'm kind of excited about that prospect. I'm excited about what it can be. I just hope it is. <laughs> me so, too, man. I, I, we need I, to I just want Daisy Ridley. I just want Daisy Ridley to be in other movies too. So I hope has this she is done other stuff. I'm not sure. She has, her but that's the thing is they got her early in her career. Like Star Wars locked her down early in her career with this with this character. So kind of limited her to do other from doing other stuff. I don't know. I was kind of hoping after Rise of Skywalker, she would be able to be like, now I'm going to go do some other like Boyega has been able to do some other stuff, too. So I'm just mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, so long as it's not too much of a time commitment for her, because I do genuinely like her as a performer and sure. I feel like she could do so much more than ray so did um did boyega is he for sure coming back because i thought he said some stuff about disney that would put him he did he, he's like you're not, on the list. Know, was an interview yeah. thing he's like you're not gonna disney plus me yeah. i think dude, was his thing dude the, everybody it, uh, uh, mark hamill has said some awful stuff about disney before he was in rise of skywalker yeah so. then they're gonna wheel the they're gonna wheel the uh dump truck full of cash up in front of their houses and they're gonna be <laughs> I don't think that'll be enough for Boyega. I think that they will have to negotiate his character. I think yeah. that he will. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that that'll come with it too. Is like he'd be like, "Listen, my character got gypped in the last two movies. It's like let's yeah. do something actually meaningful with him this time." Yeah. Yeah, and Daisy Ridley, like none of them were locked into contracts, so they all have to be renegotiated now. So hopefully they come in like, like Daisy's sitting on some good dump trucks if she plays her cards right. Because she is the face of the franchise, at least that era of the franchise. Fair. Yeah, totally fair. I, I do feel like Boyega's character was the one I wanted more story around just entirely, right? Like, Well, Force Awakens promised more <laughs> with... I know, I know. He's That's using right. that, that, that lightsaber like a Jedi. He had yeah. such an interesting story going, and then they just crushed it. They made it just a love story, and then... Made him just a nobody almost. But well, because yeah, it was like there was no plan for the story overall. It was like, here's the mysteries, you guys figure out what to do with them. <laughs> episode episode eight, the guy was like, I don't feel like solving those mysteries. I'm gonna do my own thing. And then they're like, Oh crap, this is a trilogy. We gotta resolve this. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're totally right. And JJ I, ignored everything he set up in seven when he did nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, yep, forget that stuff that even I wrote in there because whatever. Just rough. Uh, it should be a TV show then. Like, it's perfect for a TV show. Like, him as a clone, just going through and living his best life. But he did say he's like a Disney Plus me, so that will never happen. Well, he wasn't a clone. Uh, you're talking about Boyega? Yeah, yeah. So, so he was well, because he was was it first order, and they were saying like they kidnapped kids. Sorry, yes, yeah, so like, my bad, my bad. I was the trooper version of him. Yeah. Now that would be kind of an interesting dark turn for Star Wars. <laughs> was it a clone? Like, yeah. Well, no, no, no. To be like, no, to be like, here, here's the backstory for how we get all these soldiers. Is we abduct kids and brainwash oh, them and yeah. torture them. They're not going to do that, of course, because it's Disney. But yeah. again, they have taken some risks with stuff like Andor, I guess. I haven't, I still haven't watched the rest of Andor. <laughs> I'm fine with those first three episodes. But like, <laughs> uh, from what I hear, it's like it's a more mature, serious, kind of like actually thoughtful representation sure. of what's going on in the Star Wars universe. And so like, that would be interesting. Yeah. One Show true things. darkness in this. I'm not caught up on the Mandalorian, but that episode where the story veers away from Din and Grogu and follows the old guy that used to, the guy that used to work for the, I love that. I love seeing what the, um, like the Imperials that have now switched and they're working with the, uh, the, the new Republic. I love hearing like, you know, why they were involved with it. Like, you know, we had to do it. We didn't have a choice. Now we're here. I kind of liked getting that backstory of seeing, you know, 
how what their experience was like working for Vader. They're like, yeah, we used to openly follow orders blindly, and now, thanks to the New Republic, we get a second chance to make things right. I dug that. I know a lot of people were complaining that they veered away from the main story, but I liked it. I liked that story. Yeah. It was fascinating. I like to see more of that story. Sure. Like what was in the minds of some of these stormtroopers? Give us that inside. That's what Boyega could have been. Like there could have been so many layers to him. That's disappointing. You know, take all the Star Wars movie news, everybody, with a grain of salt. Star Wars has announced a lot of movies, and like for a year, Kathleen Kennedy wasn't allowed to announce any more movies. That's how like bad things were, like behind the scenes. So hopefully they stick. We'll see. But the um, the other trailer I wanted to talk about. And it made me so happy. It was, I, I'm really excited for this. Uh, maybe more than I should be, but I think it looks fun. And it kind of feels like um, more of the classic Indiana Jones film feel. I just like Harrison Ford. So much. Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me to found something. I, need I to wish he had done more movies through the course of his life. I wish he had done more comedies because what I'm hearing about shrinking, I think we missed out. Don't move. Please get out of here. I mean, he always had good timing in, in his Indiana Jones movies. I mean, they weren't always, it was mostly action, but he definitely had a wit about him. Yeah, his dry humor was always. Get him. I think that's good um good de-aging too in this trailer. Well, with all the AI stuff going on right now, I expect it to be fantastic in a few years, right? And I just mean we can clone voices, we can clone a bunch of stuff now. I keep forgetting Mads Mickelson is in this movie. I love the fact that he's in this. He normally can pick a good movie too. Like there's, I'm not sure I've seen a bad Matt Mickelson movie, but I'm sure they're there. I have yet to see one as well. Few times in my life I've seen things. I've been tortured with voodoo. Been shot nine times, once by your father. Sorry. And I've been looking for this all my life. What is the Dial of Destiny? Does anybody know what that's supposed to be? Dial of Destiny? Yeah. Um, no. Are you talking about like if it's actually based in lore? Like there's some type of myth around it? Like they're not going to use it to make Indiana Jones young again, are they? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. The movie's not out yet, so. <laughs> well, I didn't know if the Dial of Destiny was something like you know the. Um, I just do a quick Google, thing. and the only thing that goes with that is the Indiana Jones movie. So yeah. I don't think there's anything. It's not like the Grail, right? Where. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is something that's actually got a root in. Something. You know, yeah. world mythology or world world history. I mean, there's stuff that's probably like that, paralleled in world history that we're just not thinking of right now. I mean, there's the pick of destiny. That was Tenacious D, I think. (laughs) Yes, it's very different. Yeah, maybe. Um, What if it's just a music-based movie? It's a musical. I mean, this playing sympathy for the devil, so it might might be a pick made out of Satan's horn. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun. That would be the twist I would need. It'd be great. <laughs> Maybe that's the clue. <laughs> Jack Black's going to show up in this one, too. <laughs> Beelzebub! As Bowser. It's just a crazy crossover. He throws in a peaches, peaches, peaches for no reason. <laughs> oh, there'll be a reason. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a reason. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, I it, the, this is the only trailer I need to see. Like, I know you gave us one before, but this I'm good with just this. Um. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I think I think this is the first Indiana Jones movie to like reference the other films because they were all pretty non-referential to anything that came before. Spider 
Spider-Verse came out this week. It was like a huge dump of trailers this past week. Like everything got a trailer this past week. Spider-Verse was amazing. I'm assuming you guys already saw the new Spider-Verse trailer. Yeah. Yep. We can watch it again though if you want. I'll put it up. I don't mind. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't care either. I just, I mean, yeah. I'm down to watch Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah. This is this is the one trailer I was like, I I had I I'd seen the Indiana Jones trailer once prior, and I'm like, that ah, it looks cool. And then this one, I'm like genuinely jazzed for because Spider Verse is my jam. Yeah, what a pleasant surprise that first movie was, the Spider Verse movie. Like, mm-hmm. I can't get over how much I just sat there and enjoyed that whole thing. Like, it was something I had no expectations on, and it was just fun. I honestly thought it was going to be too much Spider Man, like. Because they had the live action movies coming out, and then they were going to put this on top of it. Yeah. But no, it's so different and feel that they can coexist. Unfortunately, other studios have learned this, and now we're going to see a lot more of this. But um, cool, I, I love the assembly line. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, this is fun, and this trailer, man, is just more of that fun that that first one was. Yeah, it's got a good. It's especially like fun because it's like it's a bunch of versions of Spider-Man that I've actually read some of the books for, like Spider-Man India. I've read the oh, whole Spider-Man. series on. Oh, that's fun. Nice. Spider-Punk is fun. So. Hey, if you guys are watching, please comment. Let us know what you think of these things and uh, send in some questions. Is the spot a character in Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a Spider-Man villain. Was just toast coming out of his body? Well, because he put his arm on the on the bread aisle. <sighs> That's the whole thing. Is like he can transport uh, he, he's stuff. He can travel through portal. holes cool. and dimensions. Yeah, that'd be a fun. Have we talked Dungeons and Dragons on here yet? Want to get out of here? the the movie. You mean? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. I liked it. Who's the new guy? I thought I was gonna miss Spider-Man Noir, but there's so many new Spider-Mans in this that yeah. they're gonna be jumping around. Did Nicolas Cage just say he wasn't gonna come back or what? No, they didn't call him. They didn't call him. Oh. They probably had a you know, they wanted to focus on some other ones. Oh, that's my favorite. Mayday's awesome. I love Mayday. I, I think they brought back the two characters they or the three characters they needed to. Yeah, I don't think you could. Spider Gwen was so popular. Yeah, I was a fan of Spider Gwen. I read some of the comics after I watched this. I was pretty bummed that I, I had an opportunity to grab like the first issue when the first run come out because that's when I was buying comic books and I just I just didn't I, re- I regret it because I thought it'd be good. But no, yeah. I like the animation if this is what the actual movies are like. Mm-hmm. Well, they're actually taking more risks with the style, too, because as they go to different dimensions, like oh, each dimension is going to have yeah. a different art style. That's cool. Uh, there's my boy, Scarlet Spider. <laughs> I need to read more Spider-Man. Well, the I've read the Spider Verse comics, the ones where like these vampire. Yeah, Moreland, Moreland. Yeah, trying to eat that them. was a dark series. Holy oh, yeah. cow! Like you just start off with him murdering a Peter Parker in a different universe, and you think it's like the Spider Man, and it's like, well, my favorite, my favorite in that comic run was when he went to the uh, dimension of the uh, Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The new uh, the Spider-Man comic strip. Yeah, where it's like each action is only in three panels, and it takes forever for him to even like move a foot. Because yeah. oh, I loved it too. It was so the, good. That's yeah. just the way newspaper comic strips are. They take forever to get the plot moving on a day-to-day basis, yeah. and he just gives up and leaves. <laughs> it was so good. It was so dark. That's why when I first saw Spider Verse, I thought it was going to be that story, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, are we? Get, how dark are we going to get with this?" I, I can see why they wouldn't go that. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he shows up in 
either this or the next one because some of these is, have to hit on that right because that was such a big run at least i, yeah, thought I can uh, i can understand them not introducing them like the first movie because you're already dealing yeah. with like a multiverse and spider-man on top of like okay you want to introduce a multiversal traveling vampire who eats spider people like yeah. that's a little yeah, but now that you've now that you've introduced the multiverse concept, now that you get like they're going to be variations of Spider-Man all over the place, maybe you can get a little wackier with it. I mean, they got the spot in there, and I feel I think yeah. the spot's going to be the big villain. Like he's going to turn in turn out to be the big bad because he oh, has the sure. power to kind of travel and mess with the fabric of the universe overall. So, sure. I mean, it sounds exciting to me. This should be fun. Yeah. And plus, Miles is just an awesome character. Like, yeah, I, it's fun to follow him around. I like. I like like this is what tuned me into being a Miles fan was this this franchise the first movie. Sure, makes sense. I wasn't opposed to him, but then I was like, "Oh, cool! This kid's got a cool background. I like it." Yeah, me too. For sure, I do want to uh, take a second and say that we have a new show starting very soon. It's called VHS Friday Night, and I'm, it's going to be a produced show. Justin will be cleaning it up. It'll be about eight to ten minutes long. And we're going to review movies that were released on VHS. That is the only, well, not movies necessarily. Anything that was released on VHS, we will review. So if it was like a TV show or a classic show or movie, I, the first two movies we're doing are Power Rangers and Page Master. The plan is to get it out this Friday. It'll probably be the Friday after if we're being realistic. Because when we scheduled to record today, I didn't realize it was Easter weekend, so I had to fit a lot of stuff into my Saturday to be available for family stuff tomorrow. But um, I am so excited. I'm even building a small VHS collection for this because, you know, there's movies like Naked Gun Two and a Half that has like blockbuster commercials that use plots, points from the movie into the beginning, like commercials or, you know, Daffy Duck used to do stuff at the beginning of Warner Brothers movies. And, uh, I want to talk about that stuff. So when I can have access to the VHS, I'm going to try to have access to the VHS. But, you know, sometimes I won't get so lucky. Like Page Master, I can't find, at least at a decent price. And same thing with Power Rangers. So those will be the DVDs, folks. But they were... I, mean, I have the, the Power Rangers one at my house. It has to travel three hours, but I'm pretty sure I still have all the old VHSs. I have all the James Bond ones on VHS because that's something my dad and I used to watch all the time. Yeah, yeah, because they did like that whole box set of like yeah, James Bond movies. Yeah. They were big. <laughs> they were, there was a lot of VHS Bond movies in my house. And you could also expand this out because you know, like there were a whole bunch of distributors specifically for VHS. Like they didn't have to be theatrical releases. Like I've got America. When is it? Midnight Ride from Canon Films, starring Mark Hamill here on VHS. <laughs> it's like that's awesome, dude. I'm seeing so many. I've been. Uh, whatnot to like an, an auction site type thing and i've been on there watching people buy movies and i'm seeing movies with actors that i like that i've never heard of and I'm, I'm my daughter told me about six months ago that i should stop collecting like dvds and blu-rays and i should collect vhs and you know when you have a collecting problem that's not something somebody should tell you <laughs> yeah but vhs tapes are cheap if you go to the right places you can oh yeah them for dimes sometimes go yeah go to like a thrift store vhs's will be going for like nothing and you will be yeah. amazed like what you'll find like what i just held up here wired the jim belushi the misguided jim belushi biopic from the 80s starring michael chiklis in his first ever role you won't find a dvd of this there's no like hd re-release of this movie i don't believe so i think the family yeah. blocked it I think that's if I remember correctly, that's what happened. Yeah, I got this bad boy right here for fifty cents, and I guess it's the anniversary of its release. So you can best believe, nice. Yep. Reading habits of Earthbound Human is that what it says? Yep. Starring Carmen Electra and David Hyde Pierce as an alien narrator. Nice. So yeah, there's a lot of fun movies we're gonna do. This is gonna force a. It's a lot of them will be centered around our childhoods because it's gonna be hard not to. But we will branch out and do just different things. But I'm super excited about this because Justin was saying, you know, we need to find some kind of a short form show. And I'm like, well, not even short form. I just want like sub 15 minutes. Like I want people to get to know us. It's not like long form. <laughs> dude, I agree. And I it's like, dude, I know I got the perfect idea. I've been wanting to do this for years. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm kind of collecting VHS tapes, it's like the best time to do it. I'm so stoked. I can't wait. 
I will agree with you. Like the idea of like, especially like the features that come on either before or after the movie on VHS, because either you need to know exactly where you got to stop fast forwarding in order to get through them, or you need to know like where to rewind in order to pay some. Because like there's some videos, it's like they show like a making of before the actual movie, and it kind of spoils the movie for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, oh I haven't thought about VHS just the. Uh recycle time you, you when you go to the video store you return a vhs they throw it into that machine and it just automatically rewinds for you i remember mm-hmm. that very much that's cool i need to tweet the screen yeah huh looking up a trivia question real quick oh all right guys no what was count. the last movie released on vhs uh, History of Violence. That's right. David Cronenberg's History of Violence. <laughs> I'm glad Mike was here. I wasn't just, <laughs> just surrounding him. Sorry, I didn't mean to like go jump. I'm, as soon as you said the last one, I'm like, oh, yeah, Cronenberg. Got it. Like 2006. Like, I, I didn't realize that VHS tapes were still being made in 2006. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought Freddy vs. Jason was the last until I looked it up. And it was like six years later. And it was that one. Yeah, I mean... I, yeah, well into like yeah, I guess the mid 2000s then VA, VA uh VCRs when they got discontinued when? Oh, I want to say in the 2010s at some point. I can't remember exactly. Solo VCRs, yes, but I'm pretty sure they still make the DVD with yeah. Yeah. I, I think they even make a Blu-ray combo. But I had to, you know, you got to buy them on obscure sites and so forth. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's what we got coming down the pike, and I I can't wait to do it. Like I'm super stoked. Uh, one more news story that we're going to talk about, and that is that HBO and Discovery's merger is being investigated by the Department of Justice, and or well, the lawmakers are calling for an investigation. Yeah, are we talking collusion or something like um, monopoly? Is it a monopoly? Um, 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 negative for, you know, their staff. Like, movies right. being pulled, people not getting paid. Because, you know, people oh, have deals right. when they make a movie. Like, yep. Scooby-Doo, yeah. Scoob yeah. 2 was pulled. And Scoob Batgirl, two. And, you know. Batgirl, yeah. Uh, I, they have, like, if a movie hits a certain views on, like, Netflix or a streaming platform, they mm-hmm. can get a bump. And I don't, I'm not saying they had that in their contracts for this, but by pulling the movie, those people that were promised that are not going to get it. And that's not fair. It's yeah, in contract. You got to eat that loss, right? I mean, if you're, if you're going to pull it, you got to pay them. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I know there's some online talking about like how a lot of these maneuvers border dangerously close to some kind of tax evasion on some degree, oh. because, because it is a lot of write-offs essentially like us. And for a corporation like this, it's a suspiciously high number of write-offs sure, if you're just shelving it. And also, this I think it factors also into the whole we're not just canceling shows, but we're removing them from being aired in any format whatsoever. So that way they can kind of get out of having to pay royalties and things like yeah, that, that for feel sketchy. rebroadcast. So, yeah. Yeah. And it um, it's not helping that uh, people that have seen the movies that were pulled are saying that they weren't they were good. releasable, that they were good or decent. That they so would have made the money back anyway. So, yeah, it's like, what are they sweating bullets about? Hmm. Yeah. And it's also part of the fraud thing. Like, you say this is unreleasable, but we're hearing from these people over here that it is releasable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. It's so. it's cute when Roger Corman, do- Roger Corman does it for the Fantastic Four movie just to hang on to rights for new world or or constantine films or whoever it's cute one time when it happens five or ten times yeah that's that's cool. we all know roger corbin is the one who leaked that to uh con audiences everywhere i'm, to sure. Like. I'm sure i'm sure he uh he wasn't crying that it got finally released but um no it's yeah that's an interesting development we'll see what comes of it though because i don't know it's like whatever <laughs> it would what, what irked me today is i saw someone posted something about like how wb is now like just trashing and like discarding 40 plus years worth of movie po- of like vintage movie posters and like you can't go dumpster diving for them like they're just destroying them and getting or them. Like, on fire level of getting rid of yeah yeah it's just like someone's like i made off with like 40 posters for myself and it's just like that that kind of irks me it's just like they 
I don't even know how much it would cost to keep those things in, you know, in file or whatever, but right. it's like yeah. ridiculous. That's like film history, legitimately. Yeah. People would kill to have those posters. Someone, someone's basement would have loved to have them all over the walls. Like they, well, they could have yeah. recouped something. And like I said, these are posters going back decades too, where it's like, yeah. this is archival, essentially archives. Like, yeah, this is your history. But again, the head of this new merger isn't from this realm. He's from the realm of make reality shows because they're cheap. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm surprised that Discover. I mean, I'm glad Disney didn't get Warner Brothers. I'm just saying, I'm surprised that Discovery could beat Disney to buy Warner Brothers because I know Disney was involved in purchasing. Man, now whenever I think of Discovery, I just think of the one time I did like a walk-on part for one of their stupid like alien invasion show. Like, what if aliens really attacked Earth? I had to play a part in like New York City. And then I was like, cool, I get to do like some background acting. I get to actually say like a line or two. This is fun. And then I actually watch the thing. I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Michelle Where can Rod we find this clip? It, it, you can see clips of it somewhere online, I'm sure. But like Michelle Rodriguez was hosting it because she was in that Battle Los Angeles movie at the time. Oh, then, yeah. And it's just like everyone in the comments is like, why is she hosting this? <laughs> she sounds bored. And so do all the experts on this not happening alien invasion that's awesome i'm just like man so now whenever i hear about discovery i just immediately have flashbacks to that of that disappointment I love fun, that fun, fun day of shooting but disappointing product at the end uh, sure. i lied i don't want that to be the last thing we talked about because i need justin i have to ask you what what you thought about D&D &D more so than it was good. Because when Max and I were leaving the theater, I was like, dude, I'm the magic user in that movie. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing when I play D&D. &D. He had no idea what he was doing either. I was like, but Justin is Chris Pine. Like, he's the guy we go to when we need a plan. And did you feel that? Like, I'm watching myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. My... It, it was just it was a lot of fun my only pet peeve is and this is be, this is nitpicky and i'm sorry for anybody that doesn't care the druid wild shaped like 15 times in a row and as someone that plays a druid in dnd &D, you get to do that twice before you have a short rest which is like an hour so this lady unless she's a level 20 druid in which case she could take down the whole castle. Like everybody in there is dead because she's a level 20 druid. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. I did see they head nodded in nostalgia D and D throughout. Like it was a lot of fun. The displacer beasts were cool. That's not how I envisioned them in my head when we were playing the game, but it totally makes sense with the holograms. Um, the, yeah, which is love the red the red priest thing. Like that's a lot of lore. Like um Elementster is in it, like at a high level, which is a if you play D D, like that's a big name. Morden Cayman, which is really cool to call back. A lot of fun things. Like, yeah, and every character class was represented in a way that I thought was how someone would play that class. The paladin was a righteous asshole, which makes sense because he's a paladin. Like, I don't know. It was very good. Um, I do think they should have leaned into the bard a little bit more just because he was the plan guy. But like bards are really strong in D&D. It's not just using their mouth to get themselves in and out of problems because he was like also a rogue i guess but like he can do magic too depending on the class he's doing the druid could do magic like a lot of their party has the ability to do cool stuff that they didn't showcase because i think they were really trying to like the sorcerer and the wizard do magic like and that's it which is fine but i, I liked it a lot it was very it was good it was good now, it's really a good year for movies, I gotta say. And one of the, we'll get to you in just a second, Mike. Sorry. Oh, sure. I really dug the fact that they had the DM characters too, like the ones that, you know, the DM would do just so he could insert himself into the game. Like the guy that helped them get past the uh, dragon. Oh, the, like the paladin? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I dug that. 
Um, it's, it's pretty common for NPCs to be sprinkled in the game, but go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I was curious because, um, yeah, I am curious to see this. I haven't even started anything waiting into D&D, my camp. And I know sure. I've been building this character for like months, but yeah. um, did the marketing was the because mar- I heard a lot of mixed things with regards to people saying like they really liked it and that the marketing didn't really it, sell it, the movie that that actually was. I think that's a fair statement because from what I remember of the marketing, it looked super cheesy. And it it is a cheesy movie, but it's not like it's, the it's, level it's, of cheese that they were portray. Yeah, it's like sincere cheesiness. Yeah. Yeah. In a lovable way. Like if you enjoy DD, I think you're going to like this movie. Like do, do you think that's just kind of a broad thing? Like just marketing people are like, how how do you market? dungeons and dragons to the mainstream unless yeah, the, probably probably because like hey, they're probably trying to level set expectations so hard that they went super lighthearted in the trailers mm-hmm. which is fine but they probably could have scaled it back a little bit because it had a good story it was fun it didn't take itself too seriously which was i think what was needed for a D movie okay yeah. i'm curious to see it i'm definitely yeah yeah, for sure. I think, and you've watched a bunch of Critical Role too, right? Yeah, well, Critical Role and Vox Machina, like, yeah. That, but that's really where my knowledge base about D and D overall starts and stops. Sure. Other than just stuff I'm reading up on in order to eventually get a campaign going. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I'd be. Curious. I think you're gonna like it then, just because there's gonna be head nods that you're going to see. Be like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen characters play it like this, or oh, I, he got a nat one on whatever thing he was trying to do. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. in the fight, people fail and they fail hard, and it's like, well, that feels right in terms of if you play D anD D. It's like you're, well, you're out this turn essentially. Yeah, and so yeah, forth. yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. The movie's a fun D anD D campaign, absolutely. And I, I, I like that Sophie Lillis is finally in something like this because I think she is going to be huge. Who is she? Sorry, which does she play? She was the uh, the one who kept uh, shape shifting. Oh, the druid. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was a lot of fun. Yeah, she. What was else? In... Yeah, what else has she? She been was in for? it, and she was in the show. Um, oh, uh, the young, young. Oh, is she the, the, oh, she the redhead in it, or the the main yeah. main girl? Yeah, yeah. And she was in um, uh, Sharp Objects. I think was the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she's, she's cool. a very good actress. Yeah. Cool. Also, I, I don't, I don't think an owl bear is a thing you actually can shape shift into in D anD D, but I could be wrong. Like, I was getting super nitpicky about her character because I play a druid for like three years. I was like, listen, like, if I could do that, you have your notebook in in the theater with you, being like. It's funny when we left the theater and your demonetization clock is going to go away in a second. When Max and I left the theater, Max is like, fuck. I liked that movie. He was I know. So he, mad he, he was so trying so hard to not like it, which is. I'm like, why are you so mad that you'd like it? He's like, because I hate Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I can, I mean, I can kind of understand. Like, you're kind of like, I don't like the company, but damn it, when they make a good product, like, yeah. sure. He's yeah. like, okay. and they're going to make more, and I'm probably going to like them. And. <laughs> It's just a fun thing. They did they did something right for the fans. So silent to feed to feed the machine. I mean, yeah. we all go through it. Like yeah. I kind of did it with the Mario movie where I'm just like, I don't hate this, but it's not for me. But people are gonna love this, so let them yeah. love it, even yeah. though it's feeding into yeah. this marketing juggernaut. So whatever. It's like and I just googled it. Albears are large monstrosities. Druids can only shapeshift into beasts. <laughs> like Listen, right. I don't mind it. It's Roger, fine. It was Roger, fun. But Roger like, Ebert is spinning in his grave over that. It, it's so, fine. Yeah. But like someone that plays, like, I'm sure that probably the people that watched other characters, like, you know what I mean? I know Druid very well because I did it for three years. I'm still playing that character now in a campaign. Like, there's not a lot of rules about Druids that I don't know because of just it's happened in, in the game. So it's like. I can be very nitpicky about that one character. Our <laughs> level of sweaty is like approaching our Star Trek Beyond review where yeah, Alex fair. was like, yeah, totally uh, that style warp drive wasn't even invented yet. She did great. And it was, it was very fun, but I was getting very jelly that she could shape shift at will <laughs> whenever. I was like, if you could do that. Before level twenty, like I would be having a whole different experience in D D. 
but speaking of Star good. Trek, uh, Pika season three, I'm having fun yeah. with it. I heard it's really good. It's it's cool. fun. It's emotional in the best way. Like it does. It's manipulative in that. Like yeah, it's being it's pulling on your nostalgia strings certainly sure. throughout the whole sure. show but it's it's doing it in ways that feel natural as opposed to like i remember that i remember that oh my gosh i remember that it's more like yeah, yeah i can see how these characters have been shaped throughout the decades by things and they haven't lost their step they haven't lost their chemistry it's good they had a moment where they had the original cast together uh in this last episode or in this episode from last week i should say two more episodes to go and yeah, it's working for me, and I'm perfectly fine with this being the end of Picard's story, whatever it's going to be. Sure, it's but... going to be the end of Picard, but it's not the end of the next generation. Well, they're going to be like I know Legacy was announced, right? The next, next, next generation. Yeah, the yeah. next the, Riker is going to take over, and the that squad is going to stay together because people are mad that this is the last season of Picard. No, they like, need, they need like, more of uh, Shaw, that character Shaw, and like he is the breakout character. He's like one of the best things about New Trek that's happened so far. Yeah, people are mad that this is the last season. They're like, this should have been the first season of Picard. <laughs> yep, but when you work with what you got, I like I said, Shaw. He's an awesome new character. Like he's he's. He's he's the asshole who's always right, and he is right half the time. Being like, <laughs> you guys have caused a lot of damage throughout the years, actually, and he's not wrong. Like he calls out the movies for being like very, you know, uneven with their portrayals of the characters sure. because they have to become action movies and things. And yeah, but I like Shaw. I like what they do with Seven of Nine. Picard feels like the you know, Picard and not like wistful Picard from the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. Everyone's really on, even, even like the new characters that are introduced this season, like work. So Amanda Plummer was a great villain. I want to see the, the Will Wheaton stuff in season two. Like I would like to see that eventually. Cause I've heard the Will Wheaton stuff was fun. He but has like I, one scene. <laughs> do I have to watch season two? The one Wheaton. Yeah. So I have to watch season two to watch season three. Like, I really just want to jump into season three. Like, I want to cheat and skip ahead. They they mention stuff from the previous seasons, but then they immediately undermine. It's funny because they're kind of like, forget all the shit that's happened in the past couple of years. Yeah. In other words, like, they literally say that at one point in the show with regards to something that happened in one of the previous seasons. It's like, forget everything that happened in those previous seasons. They don't matter here. This is what's happening right now. So you could start into this with fairly fresh you might have a little bit and they catch you up to speed anyways on what did occur that is relevant to this season so sure but. that's awesome that is awesome justin one you forgot to play the clip when i said the naughty word and i uh, forget i just i'm slow at it and if i don't get it soonish like they didn't just loses it max said, already yells at me mike oh i just want mike to hear it because Mike's the reason i have it I, I listen to your broadcast. I know this clip. I, oh, I have this no. clip playing Watch nonstop. Of- it, it makes me so happy. I'm so glad Mike, after our Sunday show, <laughs> sent me that clip on YouTube. He's like, if we can work this in. I was like, we're going to work this in. It's, it's one of so my favorite funny. things ever. That whole clip. <laughs> it's so funny. Not just the audio, but the way he looks at the camera. Like, yeah. He's, you know, he's, <laughs> in tr- like, he's the yeah. one who's in trouble. <laughs> Yeah. He like side eyes the camera like he's a toddler, like, oh, we did something bad. And I immediately like the other guy's response. The other guy's response immediately after, without missing a beat, he's like, right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. It was, oh, it was very good. Well, speaking of things that aren't meant for kids, I saw John Wick 4 and it was awesome. I'm Dude, going tomorrow. so good. So, so good. good. Jason, you've seen it, right? I am going tomorrow with Max. Max hasn't seen it yet either. It's fun, dude. It's very fun. I don't know. After Max sees it, I'll have to ask him, like, which he likes more, uh, Donnie Yen in this or Daredevil, because it's going to be. You know what I'm talking about. He's very likable. Yeah, he's very likable. Yeah. It's it's a it's a fun ride. You don't you don't feel the uh, two hours and 46 minutes. No, it flies. It flies by. It's very good. Every movie's two hours and 46 seconds now. And also, the villain, you are going to, given recent events uh, surrounding this film in particular, you're going to hate the villain within, like, five minutes. seconds. Literally minutes. Literally minutes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very quickly. I he's a very believe. easy to hate guy, too. He's, he's so punchable. I mean, it's Bill yeah. Skarsgård, so. Yeah. 
I mean, he's good at playing. Yeah, like he's, yeah. I don't want to punch Bill Skarsgård. I do like punching his villain characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a sweetheart in real life. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit on this Saturday night. You guys, every sat. Every Thursday at 9 p.m. on the Scene Snobs channel. And you can find me with my boy Sturdy talking horror films at 9 p.m. on the Scary Snobs. Three Geeks Podcast. We're live every Sunday at 10 a.m. I want to change that to do an evening show. Like I want to switch to the evenings, but I gotta talk to the guys. So I'm 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 pushing for that. I want all of our fans. Sorry, I, I, I'm totally cool for evenings, but let can we not do Sunday then? Because if we go along like I need it's my beauty lot. sleep for work. So oh, for dude, no, 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 Saturday, no. Saturday. It, We have George's show on Sunday night, so I wouldn't want to just bump George. Okay. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm done to do I'm, I'm more awake now than I am in the morning, so I'm done to do whatever. Oh, I was on uh, George's top ten show like a couple weeks ago, and I before the show started, I said, George, I swear to God, if Smallville is in your top ten shows of all time, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna spoof i'm gonna ridicule you the whole show it was number eight like he had it above cheers <laughs> wait a minute there, it was just top 10 shows of all time it wasn't like sci-fi or no, genre top 10 shows of all time see i, I like, like small build just fine i wouldn't place it in top 10 of my shows of all time but it's I mean, an opinion so, based jason yeah. i don't know why what, what's your problems with smallville so bad it's to not that their own, to each their own yeah you know to each their own yeah. i I, I respect wrong. that george i it made it, it to 200 some episodes. So that's I was like maybe my 72 number show of all time, but you know, season six through nine do exist. <laughs> okay, Mr. Matt, Matt Talk. What are we watch, talking about right now? <laughs> like, a lot more TV than the rest of us do. Too. Yeah. You, you, you take in a lot more TV than the rest of us do, yeah. probably. So that's fair. I, I have a problem, yeah. but so. I also have this gift where I can multitask like no other, and it's fantastic. But um <laughs> Yeah, check out the top ten show. I love giving George crap. Is yeah, he on the radio music the other day? Is he on the radio? We play a radio station. Yeah, He's it was on radio. their radio show. We pre-recorded it for it. Yeah. Three Geeks podcast was represented on radio. <laughs> Boom! I don't know what else to say. Uh, check out, check out Mike at YouTube.com <laughs> forward slash Mike McGTV. Watch his new short film Walkabout. Uh, dude, I wasn't ready for that emotional punch that that short pack. Late night slice too, right? Let's plug some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. full price for late pizza. Yeah. Sorry, I screwed that. Oh, no, up. it's all, it's all, it's a long title. It's I, I totally get it, but you no, can yeah, just yeah. believe he'll be covering that new movie. Oh, uh, what the walkabout? No, 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 no Ninja oh. Turtles. <laughs> I was about to be like, if you, if you want to be depressed for a while, sure, we can talk <laughs> just, about that movie because this is a whole feature. No, yeah, I'm looking forward to Ninja Turtles. It's yeah, <laughs> you guys can check out Justin and I doing interviews and posting shorts and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, Sunday at 10 a.m. Unless we change the time, Justin, In which is delaying real quick so you can delaying. hit that recycle your droids. Come on, man, get on this Dude, game. Max on, doesn't Justin. like when we do hair fine. Exactly. Do I don't care what Max likes. Do you think he cares what we like? No, he doesn't. I'll tell it's you his voice, though. Here's what we're gonna do, it's Justin. Is you're gonna play that clip, and then I'm gonna say what Max is gonna say, and then you gotta play the clip that would immediately follow what Max says. Oh, okay. So here we go. Silence is good. That's fucking bullshit, man. Watch your profanity. Yeah, 